Seriously, one way to do this is by being really judicious with meetings. Only invite those who need to be there. Keep them short. Reduce repetition and redundancy. In fact, one helpful tip from um, the Agile product project world is to hold daily stand-up meetings. Oh, I've heard of those. The stand-up meetings is intended to be more efficient and suitable for status me- update meetings. The discomfort from standing for a long periods inspires the team to be efficient and include only what's absolutely necessary because nobody wants to be sit- standing around at table. But the check-ins are typically five to 15 minutes long because nobody else wants to be there for an hour. Um, but also another benefit with regularly scheduled meetings is that it creates a routine. It reduces cognitive load. You don't have to worry, oh, when's that meeting? What am I doing? Oh, what's the day look like? You already have a routine. That's, that's great. I hadn't thought about the routine part. I realized that that's, that actually really is helpful when people don't have to, you know, ramp up to a meeting. They already know what to expect from it. And it's, it, it's sort of habit so that it reduces the amount they have to think about it. Are there other ways that a manager can help their team maintain some clear guardrails? Well, now this may surprise you, but some people are just not that good at standing up for themselves or saying no. Not that I'm looking at you. (laughs) Guilty. But as a leader, you can make it acceptable to set priorities and say no to less important tasks. Because, you know, it's like the plate being full. Well, if you put one more thing on your plate of food, something's going to fall off. And you really hope it's not the, you know, gooey, gelatinous red stuff that's going to hit your pants and make a mess. So sometimes it means... Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, So sometimes it means advocating for your employees outside your unit, managing up or across and letting others know that the assignment or task isn't a priority right now. The guardrails that protect your employees, who is likely competent and helpful, from getting piled on. Oh, that is a good one. Protect your team so they can be productive, right? And on the right things. And if you help, If you have to, you can also set up times for uninterrupted work for them. I've read about firms that schedule a day of no meetings so that employees can focus. Beautiful. After a meeting, it sometimes takes 20 minutes to switch gears to get to another task. So this could be really useful. Yeah. As economists say, switching costs are real, even mental switching costs. In addition to guardrails, the next thing is incentives, which are an important part of setting up your team for success. It comes back to that culture discussion from earlier. Right. You're trying to reinforce the norms of behavior that you want. So if possible, set up incentives based on performance, not on time, because ultimately that's what we want from folks. We want them to produce the priority projects or apply their time to the priority tasks. I still remember working for a couple of companies in a couple of different settings, banking, where the fair FaceTime was very, very real. I mean, you were expected to get in before the boss and leave after he cleared the building. 
And some people were actually looking out to make sure he got in his car and drove away because, you know, sometimes he came back. So you had to wait until he cleared the building before you could get leave the office. Good times. Well, well, other people might not have that situation, but they might have a situation where they really have to be in a particular place, like a shift based job where there's no choice. Right. There isn't any flexibility there. And sometimes getting the job done is more important than when it gets done in most cases. So even though you're stuck in a shift, you need to think about what it means, or as a boss, what it means for somebody to get that their job done within that shift. I think the final thing that we can talk about in terms of helping to your team just deal with all of this turbulence is communications. Oh, we're back to communication. Well, it's important. I don't know what you're saying. Haha, <laughs> very punny. Okay, fine. All right, you're right, though. Uh, I try. Um, it's hard for people to realize that the person on the other end of the screen or phone is missing the cues that we normally have and take for granted and may not understand what we're trying to say. So instead of getting frustrated, it's helpful to take a step back and think about other ways to convey what you mean. This can also mean enabling your your team, right? Your employees, your colleagues to do the same. Yeah, like adding clarifying questions to meetings or giving people a chance to reduce tension in meetings and and and, uh, and reducing stress. This can be particularly crucial for meetings with people outside the company who even who have even less information about you and the team style of communicating. Yeah, you really have to put or think about how they're used to communicating and how they're seeing you in this very two-dimensional setting and how some of what you want to accomplish and convey, they might not even be cued in on. So related to that is communicating appreciation. So not just what people can do better and not just what they're doing, but the full gamut of appreciation. So let's face it. Some bosses are really good at identifying when people screw up. Okay, we can all identify when people screw up, and we all screw up. And some people just like to point it out more than others. I'm not picturing anyone in particular right now. We can all imagine that, boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that the real way to lead is a way that fosters a sense of community and supportiveness within that community with words of appreciation. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody likes to be appreciated, right? We're, we're all human. We like that kind of connection and genuine appreciation that comes regularly, but not so much that it's meaningless, can be crucial for building that in your team. So the best way to do this is for appreciation that's specific to a person or a team especially right after the task or project is completed. This helps folks understand how their contribution made a difference, what their role was in that big picture. And it's most powerful when it's expressed one-on-one. Showing appreciation is important in general, but all the more important when people are working from home. The impact of their contribution is easy to forget when folks aren't face-to-face. So not waiting several months to to pass before saying that somebody did a great job 
and actually, you know, connecting with them and seeing or telling them their effect. Yeah, you don't want the message to get watered down by waiting a whole a, a long time, right? And you also make it more powerful when, as you said, Jennifer, when you tell them what the impact was. Yeah, that's how they really see that it, it, it's an authentic um, level of appreciation for what they're doing. And part of that, one thing that you can do, or another part of that you can do, is you know how much I love routines. Sometimes appreciation can be sh- shown in ceremony, taking time to ritually mark achievements it kind of enhances the meaning for both the recipient and those who are witnesses because you all come together around this norm of, of appreciation and then it grows. So big annual awards, especially when it's well-deserved can publicly draw attention to the recipient's accomplishments and reinforce the type of behavior and approach to work that the firm values overall. But also you might not want to wait that long Find those smaller venues, monthly, weekly, whatever it is that you can call attention to the things that we appreciate on a more regular basis. I think the final thing is, uh, as we think about, you know, we, we, we've hit on setting guardrails. We've, we've talked about communication. We've talked about expressing appreciation, which is a form of communication, is to meet your team where they are. Mm-hmm. Find out what motivates them. Um, and for some people that are motivated by control over their own workday or, or for other people, it's, it's flexibility. Uh, for some people, introverts, perhaps, they really can't stand the idea of one more Zoom call or a Zoom happy hour. No. Uh, likewise, some people have social anxiety that's only heightened when forced to engage in uncomfortable formats. And we have to be proactive, more than now than ever before, we need to be on the lookout for cues that something outside of work is impacting the team's performance. And now that we don't have traditional mechanisms of communications, we have to be very proactive. Intellectually, we know what that it is happening, but it's much more difficult to find out what it is. So this is really just about checking in, right? Just how are you doing? How are things going? Tell me what works for you. Tell me how we can make things be structured uh, in a way that helps you and supports your performance rather than as a hindrance. Those are the kinds of questions that you can have with anybody on your team to really find out what motivates them and what works for them, again, to support what they do and their contributions. It it might sound a little like basic emotional intelligence, and in some ways (laughs) it is, but it's not at the same time because it's all new technology, new communication patterns, work trends that have sent everything into, you know, sideways. These techniques in general have worked in the past. We need to manage them differently in this particular context. Um, And some of the things we've done in the past don't work. You can't manage by walking around because there isn't a space to walk around in. (laughs) Unless you stock your team members at their homes, which is Really, really weird and creepy. Uh, Don't be that boss. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's weird. Um, So like we said at the beginning, your team is stressed out, period. It's a fact. And it's your job to make the best of the situation and help your team perform better. Next, we'll take you on a a meditation that will help you um, advance these efforts. Thank you all for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode of The Mac Mac and Wooly Show. Thank you.